the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, tonight, uh, after much time away from the studio, and actually we are live from our homes tonight, thanks to Zoom, we bring you part seven in our series entitled The Ten Disturbing Claims of Christ. These ten claims of Jesus will either draw you or drive you from him. It is our hope that they will draw you to Christ. These 10 claims of Christ were so disturbing to the religious leaders of his day that they wanted to kill him. These 10 claims of Christ, even today, still disturb all the false religions and cults of the world who do not know the historic Jesus of the Bible. So stay tuned, buckle up and get ready because we're going to learn about these 10 disturbing claims of Christ and much, much more, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm blessed, and uh, like you said, it's a blessing to be uh, on uh, the air by computer and to be able to uh, share the truth of the gospel. It's been a long time, but we thank the Lord for his grace sustaining us through this COVID time and so many other things that so many people are going through, not in, uh, including the uh, uh, financial issues that everybody's been going through. So we are thankful and appreciative to be uh, back on the airwaves and to minister to the people throughout the entire Bay Area. And as Brother Gary has said, we come to the seventh disturbing claim of Christ. You know, this uh, claim of Christ, the seventh claim, uh, has to do with Jesus claiming to have and share the same glory as the Father. Now, I want you to understand something very important in relationship to this word glory. The word glory is always exclusive to God alone. No man can claim the glory. No angels can claim the glory. No animals can claim the glory. All we can do is give God the glory for the great things he's done. And I want you to understand clearly that this word glory is exclusive. I want to say that again. It's exclusive to only God. Now, we find in the Bible that this word glory is mentioned in relationship to not only the Father, but also the Son, and also the Holy Spirit. If you doubt me, and you doubt what I'm saying, all you need to do is go to Revelation chapter 4, Revelation chapter 4, and read the whole 
chapter, throughout that chapter, it's mentioning uh, the Father, talking about him having the glory, the Lord God, and it talks about the Lord, talking about Jesus, and it talks about the seven spirits, which represents the completion of the Holy Spirit and his completion, because the word seven always refers to uh, the completion and perfection of God. And I want you to understand this and make a note of this important point. When you look at Revelation chapter four, there are three things that always jumps out at you. And that is number one, glory, give God the glory, uh, the honor and power. And throughout the book of Revelation, especially in the latter chapters and sometimes in the beginning chapters, it refers to God getting the honor, I mean the glory, the honor and power. But it's interesting to me that these three words reflect the Trinity and the Trinity is three. Isn't that interesting? Here is three words and the Trinity is three. And when you also look at uh, Isaiah chapter six, it talks about in that chapter, uh, three times it mentions glory, glory, glory. This is a picture. Look and notice these P's, a preview, a picture, another P pointing to the Lord God Almighty. And the Lord God Almighty is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, let's talk about Jesus here in relationship to the glory. And it is interesting that when the glory of God appeared to Isaiah, that he saw in Isaiah chapter 6, he saw the glory that pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we know that? Because Matthew prophesies the same thing that's in Isaiah 6, when he talked about the glory in Isaiah 6, he talks about that glory points to Jesus Christ. So the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all wrapped up into this thing of glory. Oh, that's important. Now, look at the way the world is today. It's in bad shape all over the world, in America especially. We see that people are losing their minds. People are into lawlessness. They're into defunding the police department, and they're into all sorts of violence, murders, and all sorts of things. Well, you know, if people were giving God the glory and loving God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and giving him that glory and loving our neighbor as ourselves, it would obliterate this thing of hate and racism and violence in our world today. But mankind today is not giving God the glory. You can't solve the problems, my friend, talking about racism. You can't uh, solve the problems today, my friend, talking about Black Lives Matter. You can't solve the problem by falling guilty of white guilt and uh, black victimization. You can only solve the problems of our world today by giving God the glory, giving the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit the glory. Now, it's interesting that Jesus in John chapter 17, that's known as the high priestly prayer. 
in John chapter 17, verse 5, where Jesus said, And now, O Father, glorify, there's the word, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee, past tense, before the world was. It is interesting when you compare John 17, chapter 17, verse 5, to Isaiah 48 and 11, where God the Father says, I will not give my glory unto another. Well, what does that mean? Well, if Jesus said, glorify thou me with the glory I had with thee before the foundation of the world, and then God the Father says, I will not give my glory to another, that means one simple thing. That means that Jesus is God, and the Holy Spirit is God, and the Father is God. All three in the Godhead are God and God alone, and we are to give him the glory. We are to give him the praise. We are get to give him the honor. We are to recognize him with all power in his hand. Now, what Jesus, now listen to this. Somebody says, well, how can we talk a lot about that glory in his incarnation? Well, because he took on the form of a servant in the likeness of man. And did he lay aside his deity? No. He laid aside the prerogative, the right to always act as God, but never cease being God. So in his incarnation, he laid aside the glory. In his resurrection, he took up the glory. And that's why he said in Matthew 28, uh, after his resurrection, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go and make disciples, all power. So that all power means all glory, all honor, all power given to him. That's why in Revelation chapter four, talks about recognizing these three words, glory, honor, and power be given to God. And that God that we give the glory, honor, and power to when we have church services, don't you go to church, my friend, on Sunday or any day during the week when you give him praise and glory and honor? Don't you don't speak, just, but just think about the Father. You need to think about the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. When you sing at church, when you praise God, when you're reading your Bible study, when you're giving God the praise, the glory, and the honor, you're talking about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And next time, my friend, we'll get into the eighth point, and we will be talking about the eighth disturbing claim of Christ when he claimed to be the Alpha and Omega. He was the one who stepped out on nothing, grabbed a handful of nothing, threw nothingness nowhere, and nothingness became a universe. He is the God by which we serve, we praise him, and we honor him. To him be the glory, to him be the praise, to him be the honor, to him be all power in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we say together, amen. And I'm going to turn it over to Brother Gary to take it to our commercial. Amen. It's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith.
You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, teacher, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Now, we've been off the air for quite a while. You've been hearing the best of Contending for the Faith, but now you get to hear us live tonight. It's been an interesting time <laughs> this, this year, 2020, who go down in history. And, uh, you know, we uh, are so thankful that uh, we're able to be back on the air. And we're so thankful that uh, you have been faithful to listen to the broadcast and continue to keep us in your prayers. And we know it's been your prayers that have kept us going. And we've been praying for all of you as well. And we trust that God is keeping you safe during uh, all of this social distancing and concern for COVID-19. But, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing. And many of you have been giving and kept giving, but we still need your help in terms of keeping this ministry on the air, especially now that we're back. Uh, we uh, really need your prayers, your continued prayers, because the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much, and we know your prayers do. And also we need your financial partnership to maintain uh, the quality of the ministry, to maintain the uh, the time on the air. It costs us 400 uh a month to uh, take care of all these things. And we just, uh, excuse me, 400 a week, actually. And so we need your help. And right now we're running a little bit behind. We're $800 behind, and we need you to step up to the plate and hit a home run for contending for the faith. There's two ways that you can give. One, send a check or money order to contending for the faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's contending for the faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. But the second way is so much easier. You can go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Click on the Donate button, and it's that simple. You will be a blessing for time and eternity. Uh, your funds will proceed you into heaven, and uh, they will touch lives. You'll be, you'll be a blessing to so many people by continuing to partner with us. So once again, we just want to encourage you. We thank you for your prayers. Continue to pray, continue to give, and continue to seek God's face for your family and for our world at large during this, this very different time that we live in. Our first caller was going to be Rick. Are you there? I am here. So, Rick, what was your question tonight? Tonight, tonight I want to start talking about Black Lives Matter. And I want to talk about it in terms of what their intent was, what their real agenda is, where they stand with uh, black people in, worldwide, and how do we respond to them biblically in mm. a way that is in a way that's loving, but also not be afraid uh, to be not be intimidated by them. Because uh, one, one of the concerns I have is not not only that we, we've been dealing with racism in the past. But uh, we've been also dealing with uh, white fear, white shame, and white guilt, all in a toxic manner. So the challenge—it seems like the challenge with us is also to deal with that as well. Yes, there's lots of controversy around that issue, and on yeah, the surface, when you when you hear the the, the terminology "Black Lives Matter," it sounds really good as a slogan. But when you get behind the organization and you can, you know, go to their website 
and they don't hide anything about who they are, what they represent. Um, and unfortunately, they are a Marxist group, um, and they are anti-family. And, and uh, so there's some, some real issues when you get under the surface there. You know, we know that, uh, unfortunately, we live in a time where uh, we see these atrocities that have happened. And, of course, with, with the unfortunate death that took place, uh, we know that there, there's corruption in, in, in men's hearts. You know, as Dr. Buckner is, is, is always fond to say, that issue is not one of skin, but one of sin. And that's the, the crux of the issue. I wish we could get him back on the air because he's got a lot to say. Oh, yes, I'm back. Hey, there you go. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> we've been having a little problems with our technical thing here, and we hope to get that ironed out this week. So I thank you for stepping up to the plate. Rick asked the question. Yes, he asked the question, and we've been discussing it a little bit. Okay, let me... Uh, share some things with you uh, regarding your question. Let me just say this. I would encourage people to go to the website of uh, Black Lives Matter. And that's what we were discussing. Their website tells tells the tale. Uh Now, uh, just want to say a few things uh, about that. Uh, It's definitely not Christian. It's, uh, matter of fact, anti-Christian. And... um, and with its views, and Black Lives Matter uh, is an organization run by three Marxists, and uh, number two, they're financed by convicted terrorists, uh, whom uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, got um, arrested for uh, 58 years in jail, and uh, she got out uh, and pardoned by Bill Clinton, um, and uh, this is uh, a movement that is um, not, um, you know, doing a lot of things that I personally feel that's really dealing with the issues of Black Lives Matter. Uh, the uh, person uh, by the name of uh, Susan uh, Rosenberg was the person that was uh, uh, arrested, and 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 is a person that is. Um, an American activist, and uh, actually she's the director now for funding the Black Lives Matter. Now, I want to say a few more things about this movement that is very important for us to understand. Um, Black Lives Matter focuses primarily upon the um, the abuse and the killing of um, Black people uh, and uh, they get involved with that, but that's their sole focus. And a lot of that has to do with um, profiteering and uh, getting financial gain. And uh, so uh, we say that Black lives should matter, not just with uh, Black men or whoever getting killed by white racist policemen, because that's a a bad thing, any form of racism is evil and bad. Uh, but that should not be our sole focus when we have bigger problems. Kind of let me break down what some of the bigger problems and bigger concerns are in the Black Lives Matter situation. Number one, 
is the black fathers missing from many African-American families. Their numbers are up to 70% of children growing up without a father figure in the home. Number two, 75% of all the children in black families are born out of wedlock and they don't have fathers. Number three, uh, black kids or black kids and, and children uh, and not just black kids raised without a dad is five times more likely to be poor and commit serious crimes. Number four, and nine times more likely to drop out of school. And number five, and 20 times more likely to end up in jail uh, which, uh, rather than being attacked by a white racist uh, a police officer. Number six, what about the homicides? Over half of them are done by black in inner cities. 70% of them were black on black crime. Uh, think about this now. This is an important point as well. Uh, about, about the genocide of 20 million black babies murdered since 1976. And what about the genocide of black on black crimes in our inner cities? And, uh, and then another point is 89 people brutally killed in Chicago in one month. And then another point is what about these children, these black children uh, getting gunned down in Chicago, Atlanta, Seattle, San Francisco? Where is Black Lives Matter with these issues? And what about the black uh, chief of police, uh, Dorn, who was uh, gunned down uh, in uh, St. Louis? And one of my friends, Dave Patrick Underwood, was a federal officer in uh, Oakland, and he was gunned down. So my thing is this. If we're going to be concerned about Black Lives Matter, where are the Black Lives Matter when it comes to all of these issues? Where's Mr. L. Sharpton when it comes to all of these issues? Uh, my challenge is this, that uh, we uh, come to grips with being concerned about all lives matter, but we got to be concerned about these lives, not only equally, but even on a greater level, because it all begins in the home. If the home is not right, then everything else is not right. And that's why we got all this mess going on today with young men not having uh, fathers and churches got to wake up because if the father's not in the home, that's where the church has got to step up and be mentors and surrogate fathers in these homes. So anyway, I wanted to kind of give you a synopsis of Black Lives Matter and what that is uh, uh, from that perspective. And uh, it's everything other than what Christian is. And we need to pray for people involved with Black Lives Matter because uh, they are controlling uh, even to a large degree, uh, a lot of people in the Democratic Party, they're controlling a lot of people today. Uh, and a lot of people are afraid and, and scared to speak out. Even churches are silent. Even um, uh, the Republican Party is uh, s uh, silent. Churches are silent, afraid to speak out and uh, say the truth. And Jesus said, the truth will make you free. So 
we're praying for people involved with Black Lives Matter that uh, they'll come to grips with Jesus. We're praying for people involved with white supremacist movement that they'll uh, come to know Jesus. Any type of racist organization, uh, you know, we rebuke and we say that's anti-God, anti-Christian, and anti-everything God has called us to be. And so uh, we don't we don't want to get ourselves into a situation where we think that the answers to our problems today is white lives matter, black lives matter, uh, yellow lives matter, brown lives matter. No, we can't get the answers in that. We're going to get the answers in Jesus Christ and him alone. That's where we get the answers at. And uh, all the rest of the stuff, like Paul said, anything I talk about other than Christ is dumb. That's, that's what it is, because when I do the article for the Bakersfield, California, Jesus is my emphasis. Jesus is my number one point, because people cannot get saved through Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, Brown Lives Matter, whatever life matter. The life that matters is the life of Jesus Christ and him dying on that cross, coming back alive coming back to get us, you know, somebody say, what type of life are you into? I'm into the life of Christ. You know, what type of life matter to you? All lives, because I'm trying to get everybody into the kingdom of God. And I'm not going to go around laying no guilt on anybody. The thing that we need to replace with the guilt is let the Holy Spirit convict people to come to know Jesus, because that's the bottom line to it all. Hopefully that helps out, Brother Rick. Amen. I just I just want to just add and one key point is that uh, as horrible as racism is, whether it's by us or whether it's by white supremacists, what's, what's becoming worse right now is we, by reacting to ra racism with uh, toxic uh, fear, toxic shame, and toxic guilt. We must get off it and get real. In, in, in our relationship, with, our relationship God is we must get right with God. But in our relationship with people, we must be real. Yeah, well, that's interesting you say that because when I was on Craig Roberts' show, people can look at uh, download uh, Lifeline, and I was on there last Monday, Wednesday talking about this. And the thing about it is uh, what is happening when you look at the, the many of the whites, they're falling into white guilt and white shame and then popularity. Uh, that's not the answer neither. If you think about uh, Daniel, you know, Truett, uh, Truett Cathy's, uh, uh, Daniel Cathy, Truett Cathy's son that started the Chick-fil-A organization. Uh, you know, the other day he was out in the public square uh, on almost on his stomach kissing uh, a shining black people shoe, saying this is the way we're going to make things better, shine black people's shoes. Then they had another thing in the public square where they had uh, some of the uh, uh, whites coming up to the black Hebrew Israelites and literally kissing their boots. And they had about 10 in a line and the white ladies and white men going up there kissing these men's shoes. That's what I call white guilt, white shame. Uh, that is not the answer to our problems today. That's never going to solve it by thinking that way and acting that way. You know, God has called upon us to 
uh, this is the answer. I told Craig Roberts this is the ministry of reconciliation. Now, the ministry of reconciliation is not racial reconciliation. A lot of people take that and they misinterpret it. The Bible talks about the ministry of, of, of reconciliation. I think it's in 2 Corinthians 5, I believe. And that means that we are reconciled in Christ by faith in him. And when we get reconciled in him, then we're going to be reconciled in our fellow man. That's why the answer to all these problems is this. And I want all those who are listening to me to hear this. The answer to all our problems today is that we need to repent of sin because sin is deeper than skin. Uh, the Bible is not into race, but grace. And we need to repent of sin. And then we need to turn. That's the first S. And then the second S, we need to turn to a Savior, Jesus. And when we repent of sin and our wickedness of our ways and doing all the things that we do in the world, as the seven, Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people will call by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Well, here it go, go again, turn from the wicked way. The problem of our world today is a, is a wicked and wretched hearts. That's why Jeremiah said the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Jesus said, out of the heart proceeded evil thoughts and adultery and lies and, and, and evil thoughts and, and then murders and thefts. And that's what all the stuff going on. And so we need a transformed heart, mind. And when we experience that and we experience God's love, we're going to love him with everything, all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he said, love your neighbor as yourself. If we do all that, it'll obliterate all this crazy stuff that's going on in our world today. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Brother Gary. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, an expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And we are back, and we are glad to be back. And we just want to say thank you to all of you who have been continuously praying for the ministry. We, we know the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And we just can't thank you enough for keeping us in your prayers, and uh, especially during these trying and, and challenging times that we live in. Again, thank you for your prayers. And thank you also for your financial partnership. We are still in need of about $800 to bring us current. So if uh, you've been blessed by contending for the faith, if you've been a long-time listener or a short-time listener, uh, we want to encourage you to partner with us here, not only through your prayers, but also financially. This is a listener-supported ministry. And without your support, it's very difficult to do what we need to do. So we want to encourage you tonight that uh, it's time to step up to the plate, hit a home run for contending for the faith. Keep this ministry on the air. Keep us doing what we need to do to give reasons and answers for faith. There are two ways that you can donate. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Uh, simply go online 
to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. It's that simple. Well, we're going to get back to our callers. Dr. Buckner, you ready to go? Let's do it, Brother Gary. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Who do we have up next? Uh, Sophia has been waiting patiently. So let's see if she's still on the line. Sophia. Dr. Buckner, Gary, can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I can't even tell you how happy I am that you're back. And I just want to say before I make my comment, oh, I'm so excited. I don't know if I can talk. But I, I had I put I have something I want to ask you about. It's very important about this uh, this whole thing going on. But I do want to say that I'm so excited. I, I do want to say that um, you know I I, I I wear glasses for distance. I don't wear them very much. But I need a new pair, so I've been putting money away. But no, I'm so happy. So now I, I I'm going to send in. I, a friend of mine will send a check because you know my husband's a little. Uh, uh, hard on me about that, but but I will send you three hundred dollars. So then you'll only be five hundred dollars down. I'm going to send a hundred dollars for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because all right now, all right, so we'll receive that Father, back. Son, and Holy Spirit gift there. Thank you so much, and we we feel your passion and your tears of joy uh, for having us back. It shows us how much you not only love the Lord, but you love this program, Contending for the Faith, that represents the Lord. And it's because of your prayers and uh, for us that we are back here now. So it means so much of us to us to just feel your, 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 your sensitivity and your heart and your tears right now. Thank you so much for letting us know how much you missed us and how much you love us. You're so welcome, and praise the Lord. Now, what I wanted to say is that, um, by the way, I didn't hear about that, but kissing the feet, you know what it reminds me of, and then I'll get to my question. I'll be very fast. I know Sally is waiting, but um, uh, I, I, it's like, idol, what's the word, idolatry, is that the word? No, idolatry, right. You can't kiss someone's feet except for Jesus. You can't. I'll be happy to go to heaven and wash his feet, but I'm not going to wash someone else's feet. I'm not going to make them into the new idols. There's only one Christ. I'll tell you an experience. I was coming out of a store in in Menlo Park, and uh, three of uh, the 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 old went back to uh, lifting their fists. I guess a black power, and so they came up to me and they told me to kneel, and I said, Well, I only kneel for the cross. I always wear a cross, so I was wearing my cross, but I was kind of scared. So I said, they said, you know, they made fun of my accent and everything, and then they said, give me your cross. Fortunately, there was a police car that showed up. But I, I did say to them, I did have time to say that, you know, and they said, say Black Lives Matter. And I said, well, of course, all lives matter. And I said, um, because we're all made in the image of God. And so I, but I was kind of scared, Dr. Buckner. I was because I didn't know. Like they said, give me your cross, give me your cross, and, and I was kind of scared. But but it, it uh, we have to we have to always stay focused on the Lord. And and any hate is hate. I don't care who is doing it. In the name, they say they're doing it as you described. They say they're doing it for the black communities. But as you said, it's not for the black communities. As a matter of fact, I think they're using the poor black communities um, for their for their purpose. Per- 
purposes above authority, for their purposes, and they're kind of using them. And, and the blacks have been through enough in this country. They don't need to be used by, uh, by Marxists. And I know about that from my country, my original country. They, they don't need to be used more. Um, they don't, ha- they don't have to be, they don't need to be, uh, have other people use them and, and enslave them more by, by, and they're just using them. They're saying, oh, we're for blacks. Well, blacks have had enough. They need to be re- lifted up. They need to get out of the, the poverty. They need to be able to send their kids to school and get good education. They need to be able to, to, uh, have, have, a, maybe whatever they want to do, whatever dreams they want, can have these poor children have hope, have hope so they don't join gangs to feel good about themselves. They, don't, they, they need to feel that they have value, and that's not what Black Lives Matter is about. So I said to them, all lives matter, and they said, say Black Lives Matter. I said, why do you want me to say those three words? You know, it kind of reminded me, Dr. Buckter, you know, in Germany, we say Heil Hitler. And not that I'm not comparing them to Hitler, but I'm saying, why those three words? Why can't I say all black lives matter? No, 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 black lives matter. I'm not going to let somebody tell me what I have to say to make me uh, convince them. And they thank say, you're God white, for so you. you thank no God for your courage. Thank, thank God for your courage, because so many people are cowards today. And they give in to uh, all of this Marxist uh, mentality and victimization mentality. We got to get past, like I said, all of this white guilt and black victimization. And I tell people, Black Lives Matter does not represent uh, all of us, the majority of us as uh, black uh, Americans, as small groups, a Marxist group that also uh, support uh, gay rights, uh, su- uh, against the nuclear family, uh, against uh, uh, the traditional uh, patriarch family uh, with a husband there and singling down on the, on the women. So we, we, uh, we appreciate your courage and standing tall about saying the only one that you bow to is Jesus. That's what Jesus said. Every knee shall bow. That's we right. Bow, we only bow to the Lord. Let's get to your question because uh, we have another caller. We want to get to her, but appreciate what you're saying. And it means so much to us. And we stand with you on that. What's your question? So I was going to say in the Bible, it says, you know, we're in this world. We're not of this world. So I just was a little, how do we know how much is too much? Now, of course, I was scared by these men, but I spoke my mind. But when I walked, you know, the police car came and I, I was able to get home. But, you know, we, we do have fears about the COVID. We have fears about this, about money, et cetera. So I just want to know how much is too much in the world and not of it. So how do I know when I'm crossing the line? Well, you know, God has given you a, a, a conscience, right? And yeah. uh, he will convict you to let you know when you're crossing the line and when you're not. And then he's also giving you his word. And when you know his word and you weren't crossing the line, you were standing up right by the line. Because Jesus said the truth will make you free. And it'll make not only you free by standing with the truth, but it'll make others stand uh, for the truth. And ultimately, because the truth will make other people free. So you did the right thing. Your conscience told you to do that, the word of God, because you know that the Bible says the only one to bow to is God. So follow the word of God, follow your conscience, 
and do what God tells you to do, and you'll always be all right. Let's have a prayer for you right now, and then we're going to try to get Sally in. Brother Gary, let's, let's pray for uh, Sophia. Sophia. Yes. So, Lord, we just thank you for giving Sophia courage and boldness. Yes. We pray that you keep a hedge of protection around her and a wall of fire. And, Lord God, we pray that you bless her for her conviction, that she would not bow before any man, but recognizes the need to bow only to you, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, we just thank you for that example, that powerful example of true biblical courage. And we pray, Lord God, you bless her for it. We pray, Lord God, you keep her safe. And we pray that you keep her in, in perfect peace, Lord God, as she walks with you. We pray that you would surround her always with your love, your mercy, and your grace. And Lord God, that you continue to bless her in every area and aspect of her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Sophia, thank you for your call. And remember, the Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing, because in due season you will reap if you faint not. Don't faint in doing what's right, because God says you will reap if you faint not. And thank you for your uh, donation that you're going to be given as well to the ministry. We appreciate that. And your yeah, many, many kind words. We thank you so much. As well. All right. God bless you. We're going to get to um, Sally's Sally. Sally, are you there? Uh, I'm, I'm here. And thank you, Heavenly Father, for keeping the contending for the faith, the faith team and for Sophia and for all of us who are encouraged to speak the truth in love. You will keep your promises and we yes. love you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. John uh, Buckner uh, uh, acts Matthew, oh dear, Matthew seven thirteen. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. And I'm very concerned about our young people who get pulled in with this. Uh, whatever, whether Black Lives Matter or whatever mob scene there is. And also in Acts 19, where is it? Um, Acts 19, 32. Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was confused, and most of them did not know why they had come together. Now that's the best I can do for mob scenes in the Bible. Can you can you help us with any more? Well, I think you, you anytime you mean mobs are throughout the Bible, there were mobs even during Jesus' time, uh, because the people that put him on the cross were a mob. And so the religious leaders were the biggest mobs, and then the Sanhedrin court uh throughout the book of Acts. So when you look at the religious leaders, every time they tried to kill uh, the church and destroy it, which they couldn't do, uh, they were considered a mob. And uh, so, uh, but the biggest mob was the ones that uh, came up against Christ and uh, had him put on that cross. But they couldn't do anything unless he had allowed it because he said, told Pontius Pilate, no man can take my life. I lay it down on myself. I have the power to take it up again. This commandment have I received from my father. So you have mobs throughout. They they don't have the name necessarily, but anytime you have those hounds of hell, which is the religious leaders. And then today you have the mobs 
doing all this stuff where they tearing down statues, they're uh, uh, destroying people's businesses and uh, buildings and uh, doing all these things and uh, some of it's killing. And uh, we talk about defunding the police department. I want to tell people something very clear. They need to hear me out. That if you are a Christian, you need to stand up tall and strong and get out of the hiding in your churches, hiding in your communities, and start speaking out and let people know that that's, this is this lawlessness. God speaks about that in through Paul in Romans chapter 13. And it talks about, you know, God has established law, not lawlessness, and he will judge those evildoers. And so we need the law. Somebody says, well, where in the Bible does it talk about that? Well, law enforcement in uh, today, in Paul's day, that was the police of their day, Romans chapter 13. So the thing is, we have mobs today. We have mobs during Jesus' time in the book of Acts. And it's everything other than the Messiah. We're trying to get people to turn to the second, the first M, which is the Messiah, over mobs. And uh, we need to pray for these people and ask God to reach them and teach them. But who's the voices that's speaking out? You got Dr. Buckner. I'm doing a big old article that's going to go national. That's God giving me favor through the Bakersfield, California. They approved it. And they said 650 page thing going to go national uh, because they say your, your, your mind balance is amazing. So the answer to all our problems today, because our time is almost up, the answer to all our problems today, again, is not trying to solve racism, not trying to solve the issue of race and all the mobs and all of that. The issue today is that we got to communicate to people that they're sinners, they're lost, behind racism is sin, behind burnings is sin, behind rioting is, is sin, behind all these things. The Bible talks about wretched hearts, and we need a Savior to save us because it's not skin that saves us. It's repenting of sin. It's not race that saves us, but it's turning to God's grace that saves us. It's not, biblical, it's not physical pigmentation that saves us, but biblical revelation. People talk about color. The only color that God is concerned about it's the color red, and that's the precious blood of Jesus Christ that washes us, cleanses us from all sins. Sally, thank you so much for your call and your uh, question. We'll talk more about this. It looks like we got uh, time is almost out. Thank you for your call as well. Brother Gary. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. And we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. <clears throat> please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.